Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, party people? Welcome to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 170. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett. Solo show tonight. Matt's not feeling too well, and uh, Dom's just, you know, across the country with the lady friend. Not really. It's just a running joke. If you've been with us from the beginning, you'd know that. Uh, but as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, which we will be there on Saturday more than likely for our show. So if you're in the area, Come hang out with us at Ducharms. It's a lot of fun there. They've got some really great stuff. Get ready for that fall weather that is here. It is officially fall. So uh, get ready for that fall weather at Ducharms Pro Foot. Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Got a lot to talk about. We got to preview this Packers matchup against the... uh, the old Philadelphia Eagles uh, should be a very interesting game, to say the least. Alshon Jeffrey is back, and uh, that's always a good sign when Alshon is on the field. And uh, the three wide receiver set is going to be what I've been saying it should be um, since the injuries occurred. Um, but we'll get into that and get into some stuff that we talked about with Ross Uglum from Packer Report on Eagles Enemies this week, which if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. They go a long, long way, and you'll know when every single show drops. You'll get a push notification from the old Apple Podcast. And if you don't have an iPhone, you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. They are available for you there. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at UndergroundPHI, because we tweet the links out right away. Um, we're going to talk about the Phillies. I'm going to yell a lot, so be ready for a rant. That's why I have the holding microphone tonight rather than the one sitting in front of my face. And uh, some news just broke about JT Real Muto. He is done for the season. Brett Brown has me pumped up. A lot of uh, stuff from his camp was released today by the Sixers. Very pumped up for that, and he had his uh, media lunch today. And then uh, Flyers news and notes as we get ready for the season. And then a very special happy birthday to a friend of the pod. But this Packers team, guys, I'm I'm going to come out and say I am nervous. I am nervous for this game. It is the perfect scenario for Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, this whole Packers offense to just pop off on this Eagles defense. The Eagles defense has struggled with a pass rush all season long. We have failed to get home to the quarterback in every game, and our corners are depleted. Ronald Darby, sure, he, wasn't, he hasn't been great, but... Uh, 
he's out, so that depletes your cornerbacks right now. So your starting cornerback situation is going to be Rasul Douglas, who has looked great. My brand is through the roof for that one. Um, Sidney Jones, who, again, my brand, he's looked pretty good. Still want to see more from him, but he's looked decent. And then Avante Maddox in the slot. And then Craig James was signed from the practice squad this week to uh, take Ronald Darby's spot, which means Greg Ward has been waived. So we'll see if he clears waivers. More than likely, he'll end up back on the practice squad. But uh, this game, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, this is the bounce back game. This is the game that everybody's doubting uh, this Eagles team with. And, you know, they don't know uh, what they're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. They're going to. They're going to pull this upset. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been himself. Devontae Adams only had four targets in his last game against Denver. That game, they, it was raining, guys, when the Packers played Denver. They didn't really have to throw the ball against Denver. You have two quality running backs, one more quality than the other with Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers voiced his opinion, said he has to get the ball more. Jimmy Graham has to get the ball more. I am genuinely nervous. I don't know how you guys are feeling about this game, but I am genuinely nervous. You know what? I'm going to put a poll out on the Twitter.com right now to kind of just gauge the opinion of everybody. Um, so you can follow us, like I said, on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. Uh, very interesting. Uh, breaking a little bit of news here. Statement from... Head coach Doug Marone, that was the Jaguars head coach on Jalen Ramsey. Months ago in the offseason, Jalen notified me that he was expecting the birth of his second child in late September. We spoke about this recently and again today after practice and decided that it was best for Jalen to fly to Nashville tonight after meetings to be with his family during the birth of their daughter. He will return to the team when he's ready, and we will provide an update at that time. Wow. Wow. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Jalen Ramsey. Um... So, who knows what happens now with that, but very interesting, but I'm going to put this poll up, um, but how are you guys feeling about this game? Because if you're live on Facebook right now, let us know, um, but Aaron Rodgers just hasn't had that game yet um, where he's gone off, and it's it's looming, and I feel like this game, you know, on a short week... For both teams at Lambeau against a depleted Eagles defense, it's perfect success like set up for the Packers. And this was a game when we did our schedule rundown a couple weeks ago. I chalked this up as the Eagles' first loss. I said that they would be 3-1 and one after this game, and they could potentially be 1-3, which is terrifying because that is not great success. For the remainder of the season, uh, you you host the Jets after this Packers game, and then three straight on the road against very tough opponents. And I I they need to win this game. This game is like almost a must win at this point. Um, and I'm I've been terrified all week. I've been talking to people all week. Like, how do you feel? And everyone's confident. I'm just like, this is the first time in a long time I have not felt confident about an Eagles game. Like, this game, I I don't know how I feel about it, and it's more negative than positive. You know, I was talking to somebody, and they said they were, like, 91% sure the Eagles were going to win this game. And I was like, I'm, like, barely hovering around 40% sure that they're going to win this game. And I think it all comes down to the defense. Like, I'm fine with Carson. I think Carson's going to figure it out. The slow starts need to be fixed. 
He scored points in the first quarter against Detroit. You get Alshon back, which is going to help the receiving core, which will help the run game. That's the way to beat the Packers, though. When we talked to Ross Uglum on Eagles Enemies this week, he said when the Broncos found success last week, it was running the ball and throwing to the tight end. It's looking like we'll have Dallas Goddard back, so we'll have both tight ends be able to run some 12 personnel. And you got to get Miles Sanders going. you got to get Jordan Howard going early, I think. Because the Packers' defense, when it comes to defending you know, the passing game, is elite. They've got Jair Alexander, who is one of the top up-and-coming cornerbacks in this league. Kevin King is out there, too. He's a very solid corner. And it's it's something that you have to be prepared for because the Packers' defense is not the Packers' defense of old. This team is a lot more ready to play on defense. You know, it's not that same pushover defense that we're used to from the Green Bay Packers. Um, it's something that, you know, you got to be able to go out there and go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, limit him with his ability to get the ball out to Devontae Adams, to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who I think is the X factor in this game for the Packers. It's not Devontae Adams. He's going to get his. And if he gets his, that's fine. The X factor is Marquez Valdez-Scantling because this is going to be a tough test for Sidney Jones tomorrow night. He's got to be able to keep up speed for speed, step for step with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is a receiver speed-wise that the Eagles haven't really been tested with all year long. Sure, Terry McLaurin did his thing for the Redskins. You know, the the Falcons really don't have a burner-type receiver. They have Julio. He's one of the best receivers to ever do it. Calvin Ridley, not really a burner. He's more of a big body-type receiver. And then Kenny Galladay, we kind of limited him. And Marvin Jones, they're not speed guys. You know, Danny Amendola didn't really do much at all, except for that one catch, so... Marquez Valdez-Scantling is the first, like, take-the-top-off-a-defense-type receiver that this Eagles team has seen, and I don't know how we're going to do, especially with the, the depth problem right now. And they're going to have to go in there and be flawless on defense. And if they don't, they're going to uh, come away 1-3, and, and it's going to be a long 10 days. It's going to be a long 10 days if this Eagles team does not win <clears throat> tomorrow night. They have to go out there and perform. And if they don't, we're we're in for a long season if this team starts 1 and 3. Because if they start 1 and 3, you know, there's going to be the questions surrounding Carson, there's going to be questions surrounding, you know, just game planning that like there already is. I'm stuttering over my words because Doug Peterson has to do a better job early in games. He's come out and said it. He's got to get this team prepared early in games because he comes out and this team is flat. And then they have to go in at halftime, fix everything, and then they're playing from behind the whole game. That's got to be fixed. That has to be fixed going into this Green Bay game. It's a short week. Your three wide receiver set looks like it's going to be Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. And Mac Hollins, which I am fine with because, for what it's worth, Mac Hollins has looked very, very good to start this season. When he's been out there, he's made some big catches. He made that catch when Carson was hovering over the turf in Atlanta. Had some big catches against Detroit, and he's played fantastic special teams. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has looked lost. Completely lost. Remember when everybody wanted to trade Alshon Jeffrey because we drafted J.J.? 
ridiculous. J.J. Arthago Whiteside's a rookie for a reason. Alshon Jeffrey is your number one receiver. No Deshaun is going to hurt. No Deshaun Jackson tomorrow. Um, but, I mean, that's going to be the thing you have to overcome is no Deshaun Jackson. And that's fine because you've got Alshon back. It's not as depleted as it was. You're getting Dallas Goddard back. Miles Sanders has proved he can be a weapon in the passing game. So you just got to go out there and perform like you know you can. And Carson Wentz has to, you know, put this team on his back and go out there and just do what he does best. And I'm very excited to watch him go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers because it's going to be a, a, a battle if things go off the way that they should. And uh, that's exciting. That's always exciting. So Eagles-Packers tomorrow. Um, like I said, my X-Factors has to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the Packers. On the Eagles side of things, you need Alshon Jeffrey to use his big body against Jair Alexander. Jair's going to shadow him all night, and you just need Alshon to go out there, out-physical him, because that's what's going to take him down, is Alshon using his experience and his body to his advantage, his size to his advantage, and really, you know, Tell Jair, like, yeah, you're good, but I'm better. So I think Alshon is an X-Factor. Miles Sanders has to hold on to the ball. We cannot have more Miles Sanders fumbles. Can't have more Nelson Aguilar drops. This team needs to put stick them on their hands, whatever they have to do. They cannot afford these turnovers in this game. you got to force turnovers in this game, too. Whether it's, you know, stripping the ball, getting sacks on third down, interceptions, Whatever you have to do, they have to cause mayhem, and they need to get home on this pass rush. And if I see Andrew Sandejo on this field in meaningful minutes trying to blitz the quarterback with his slow body running up the middle where it takes him an eternity to get home, I'm going to lose my mind. I think it's time for Jonathan Cyprian to be out there more than Andrew Sandejo. Andrew Sandejo just looks cooked, absolutely cooked. And sure, he had that nice sack in Atlanta, but he he was terrible against the Lions, in my opinion. He was not good. Fletcher Cox, as my dad chimes in in the Facebook chat, Fletcher Cox was held without a stat against Detroit. He needs to be in the stat line for this team. If he is not, you know, making plays and out there, you know, solidifying who he is, asserting his dominance. This team's not going to win because you're down Malik Jackson for the season. You're down Jim Jernigan for four to six weeks. Fletcher Cox has to make his presence known. Brandon Graham has to make his presence known. And Derek Barnett has to make his presence known. You know, this is a big season for Derek Barnett, and a lot of people don't realize that. He has to go out there and really show, you know, what he's capable of and really help this pass rush get home, get to the quarterback, and make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. Aaron Rodgers was hit once last week against the Broncos. He was like, my body's never felt this good after a game in my career. You have to get home and make him feel uncomfortable. Because without that, he's going to be able to just you know pick apart this defense and do what he does best. So Aaron Rodgers has to see pressure from this team in order for the for the Eagles to find success. 
I'm not going to give a score prediction because whenever I do that, something bad always happens. But I'm just going to say I don't feel good about this game. And everybody on this team has to step up and really just show who they are. They can't go in there thinking that they can just come out with a win. They've got to be precise. They've got to be accurate. They've got to bring everything. Because after this, you've got 10 days off. You're not going to play again until next Sunday. Give it all you got. You've got extra rest. Go out there and ball out. So Eagles Packers tomorrow night should be a fun one. Shout out to the homie from Design Tree, Drew Smith, in the uh, Amazon Prime video commercial for tomorrow night's game. Uh, perfect time to talk about our friends at Design Tree. That is who supplies all of our merch and apparel. Uh, you see this gritty guy back here. That logo is available on our Design Tree storefront. It's Gritty's birthday. Just passed yesterday. 365 days of Gritty. Um, DSGN Tree on the Twitter.com. You can follow them there. And DSGNTree.com. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get the logo shirt. You get Gritty. You get the PLL MVP Chef Rambo merch. All of our Outside the Box merch is on there. Uh, the Phillies throwback hitting season. The Charlie Manual number. Aaron Nolan number shirts. A uh, whole bunch of good stuff that we got up there. We got more cooking. More is coming to our Design Tree storefront very, very soon. Uh, but use promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. Simple as that. And you get that quality t-shirt, that quality hoodie that you want. You know, fall's coming up. The hoodies are going to be, you know, rocking out. Very excited to launch our hoodies uh, with our logos and everything. So DSGNTree.com. Uh, search Underground Sports Philadelphia. But let's get into the Phillies as they, uh, they're officially done. You know, we put the nail in their coffin on, uh, on Wednesday last week. We said they were done. They weren't mathematically done, but here we are now as they are in game four of this five-game series against the Nationals. They allow the Nationals to clinch a postseason spot against them and allow the Nationals to eliminate them from postseason contention was this season a failure on the surface sure they failed to do what we all expected them to do and that was make the playoffs eight straight years now of no Phillies baseball in October and that's there's no excuse for that um you know Bryce Harper very good season for him 34 home runs as it sits right now Uh, as we are in the middle of game 158. So he could finish with a couple more here and there. Don't think he'll get to 40, but I've seen crazier things. Um, The the big thing that came out after they were eliminated was a Jim Salisbury article from NBC Sports Philly stating that Reese Hoskins, you know, he's he's been terrible since the All-Star break. Everybody knows that. We've talked about that a ton here on this show. And during spring training, a lot of people thought they'd try to get an extension done with Reese. And it just never came to fruition. It never happened. And Jim Salisbury said, it seems more likely now that they would attempt to trade Reese Hoskins to get a starting pitcher or pitching help. As much as that sounds nice on the surface one what are you going to get for Reese Hoskins right now who's been hitting 185 since the all-star break not a damn thing two 
I think Reese Hoskins is stay, like will be a part of this team's core moving forward for the foreseeable future. I don't think they're going to move on from Reese Hoskins. I think they're going to – let me rephrase that. They hopefully will bring in a competent hitting coach. Not that Charlie's not. He's just not going to be here next year. Uh, bring in a competent hitting philosophy to this team and really help Reese get back on track. He's in the worst slump since – he was even before a prospect. Like, I just I don't think trading Reese is the move. It's it's just not the move. Reese is going to be here. He's going to he's going to figure this out. It may not be this year, but going into next year, I expect a lot more from Reese Hoskins. JT Romuto, <laughs> totally worth that trade. That's for sure. He was totally worth trading Sixto Sanchez uh, because who knows when we were going to see Sixto with this team, the way they handle prospects and everything. Um, you know, sure, Sixto's tearing it up in double-A and everything, but JT is the best damn catcher in baseball. There's not even a question about it. He is unbelievable, and I'm so happy he's here because at first I was skeptical. I was skeptical about JT. I wasn't sure how he was going to age. But, man, he is damn good. He is fun to watch. And the, the Phillies front office hopefully will give him every bit of an extension uh, possible because he deserves it. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's something that this team needs. You know, we haven't had that good catcher since Carlos Ruiz was uh, – was in this organization. Carlos Ruiz was not the hitter that JT Real Muto is. JT is just an absolute stud, man. I can't say enough about the guy. Um, and it's unfortunate he's going to have his meniscus cleaned up. That was the news that broke tonight from Todd Zalecki. JT is having a procedure done on his meniscus to clean some things up. So his season is done. Um, so we'll be seeing a lot more Andrew Knapp these final four games. A lot more Davey Grion, who I'm excited about. Um, potentially being the backup catcher next year uh, rather than Andrew Knapp. But cheers to JT, man. What a season. Like, I'm going to pull up his numbers here because now that his season is finished, um, just an absolutely dominant season for JT Real Muto. Finishes with a 275 batting average, 25 home runs, which is a career high. 148 hits, a 4.5 war, scored 92 runs, drove in 83, stole 9 bases. When do you see a catcher steal 9 bases? Had an OBP of 328, slugging of 493, OPS of 820. Like, JT should get MVP considerations. He was an all-star this year, obviously our only all-star. JT should have... MVP consideration because without JT on this team, the Phillies aren't even anywhere close to what they were this year. Uh, finishes with the most at bats in his career as well, most played appearances. Now, that, you know, hopefully will go down a little bit next year when you have a competent backup to give JT some rest down the stretch. Um, played in 145 games most of his career. Uh, 2017, he played in 141 for the Marlins, but. What a freaking season for JT Real Muto. Like I said, career high in home runs, topped last year when he had 21. Just an absolute beast. 
He is the best catcher in baseball above and beyond anyone else. I don't want to hear it. JT is he's the man, and uh, the Phillies need to get him extended as soon as possible because he's too good to let him walk. <laughs> Phillies need to sign him. That needs to be priority number one um, before the season, like offseason gets going. Give him the extension. Then they need to go get Garrett Cole or Anthony Rendon, one of the two. I mean, if you want to go get both, I'd be fine with that. You need one of them, though, because Rendon is an absolute beast. Excuse me. Um, And Garrett Cole is just in another realm of his own, and they need to get rid of Chris Young so that Garrett Cole does not regress like Aaron Nola has. I don't know what's going to happen with Gabe Kapler. You know, Bryce Harper had his uh, his words last night after the game. Uh, let me see if I can pull up what Bryce said here. Uh, essentially, Bryce said, you know, he's our manager right now, and that's how we're going to rock with it. And, uh, you know... That's all Bryce should have said, and I'm glad he didn't, you know, go above and beyond with it because there was no need to. Um, you know, these guys like Gabe, and I'm a Gabe guy. I just think he needs the proper tutelage around him to succeed. He hasn't had a pitching staff his entire tenure here as Philly's manager, and that's a problem. And that's more on Klentek. And, you know, Matt Klentek has really put a sour taste in my mouth about him. I thought he was going to be a fantastic GM for this team. And this season, he and Andy McPhail lost me completely. I am out on both of them. I was always out on McPhail. I was never a McPhail guy. But I am out on Matt Klentek. He needs to be gone. I don't care that he signed the extension. Him and McPhail need to be gone because they've done nothing to make this team better. Sure, they signed Bryce Harper, they traded for JT, yada, yada, yada. They signed Andrew McCutcheon. But what did they do at the trade deadline? Not a damn thing. They didn't do anything to improve this team in season and make them better. They didn't do anything when Andrew McCutcheon went down. They tried to pump Adam Hazley in there. Granted, I'm glad because Adam Hazley looks like a quality Major League player. But they did nothing to him. Jason Vargas, Drew Smiley, Blake Parker pitched your elimination game yesterday as a bullpen game. That is pathetic. And that's on Matt Klentak. And I hope John Middleton realizes that because it's just, it's blasphemous to me that, you know, this is the team we're ending the season with. This is the pitching staff. They lost seven straight Aaron Nola starts. I don't know if he's going to start game 162 or not. I wouldn't. <laughs> if I was Aaron Nola, I would say, you know, I, I just want to be shut down. Seven straight Aaron Nola starts they lost. They haven't won an Aaron Nola start since they were up at Fenway when they were taking on the Red Sox. Unbelievable. You know, how many times do we have to trot Vince Velasquez out there? How many times do we have to trot Drew Smiley out there? Like we are tonight, trying to stay above 500. How many times do we have to trot Jason Vargas out there? 
They put all their eggs in the Jake Arietta basket. He's been terrible. Can't stay healthy. He's done. And he's going to be on this team next year. They need to get Garrett Cole and like two other starters, whether it's via trade or free agency. Go get Zach Wheeler to add to this pitching staff with Nola and Garrett Cole. That's a competent one, two, three punch. This is my buddy Dylan Mano in the chat. Go birds, baby. Go birds. You know, if you have going into next year, if you have Garrett Cole, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Jake Arietta, Zach Eflin, I feel okay. I feel good. I feel better than I have since 2011 when it comes to the pitching. Figure it out. This team is too good. You know, you wasted a year. You wasted a year of being competitive and being a, a playoff team. You wasted it completely by not improving at the trade deadline, by not investing in starting pitching. You let Charlie Morton go to the race for $30 million. You didn't sign Dallas Keuchel. It's just frustrating. I, I thought it was really cool, too. Bryce Harper name-dropped Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard in his post-game press conference saying that those two guys should be up here, essentially, next year. I hope to God they are. <laughs> I hope they are, because those two guys are, are tearing it up in the Arizona Fall League. They're too good to be down in the minors, and we need them up here. We need them up here. So go get Garrett Cole, put Alec Bohm at third base. Spencer Howard in the rotation. So knock Arietta or Eflin out, whatever one you want. That should be the rotation next year. Nola, Garrett Cole, Spencer Howard, Zach Wheeler, and one of the two of uh, Eflin and Arietta. Or if you want to go sign Cole Hamels too, by all means, please go do that because that would be absolutely fantastic. So the Phillies, 79 and 78. Will they finish above 500? Leave that in your uh, good old Apple Podcast review. If you think the Phillies are going to finish above 500, let us know. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Pods. They go a long, long way. But uh, Brett Brown spoke to the media this week for the Sixers. Um, Some very heartwarming stuff here with Brett. I'm going to pull it up. this is what Brett had to say, though, about uh, Ben Simmons and him shooting and everything with John Johnson from KYW and WIP. This, excuse me, last year as well, but the landscape of the conference has changed. You have this great window in front of you here. Because of that, does Ben need to, at some point through the first 82, incorporate a more consistent jump shot in order for you to get to that goal? For, for me, it starts here and here first completely. The, the, the willingness to shoot. The willingness to shoot and the time that he has invested over the course of this summer is the best by a long shot that he ever has his awareness of this thing like in the marketplace he's prideful he gets it his confidence that I saw when he came back to Philadelphia and played in our gym over the past few weeks just stood out it, it, it shone as if he had invested time and he was looking forward to showing us showing his teammates me proving it to himself I feel like he's going to have uh, a, a tremendous again season you know he's a 23 year old all-star I think when you talk about his shot improving I know he's invested the time 
I felt technique fundamentally when you talked about hands and feet, his preparation with his feet. I think his preparation with his hands. You can talk about his release point, and I can go coach speak if you want. But overall, I think it stems from um, a judgment is going to be, my judgment is going to be just the willingness to shoot. You know, might and I at training camp have whoever's guarding Ben, like, you know, just go back to the paint and, and not, go, you know, defend him on a few, maybe. Um, but I, I'm with him, and uh, he is our starting point guard. He's my point guard. And we're, we're going to grow him as such. And this stuff where you have an opportunity to shoot will certainly be cheerleaded by me. But, but most importantly, he's invested the time to, uh, to, to, to shoot the shot better than he has. And now it gets back to you know, that confidence, that willingness to shoot it when the opportunity presents. Good stuff there from, uh, from Brett. Sounds like he wants Ben to uh, shoot a shot. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to hear from Brett as this team, you know, looks to win a championship. You want to have them out there each and every day succeeding at the highest level that they are possibly able to do. And if Ben Simmons can incorporate a shot into his game, um, that's going to change a lot. And this is what Brett said to the media um, at the gym just this week. Thanks. So, so the ball is shot. It hits almost under the rim. And I'm sitting right there. And I can see Joel just stalking him into the corner. And the shot goes up, and it hits almost under the rim, and kind of goes straight up. And it's, it's like time for me stood still. It's like the, the moon in a pitch black sky, it's just sitting there. The horn goes off while it's sitting there. And then it goes in. And on purpose, I don't, I don't blink, I just walk straight through, I shake Nick's hand, I pass Kawhi, who I coached. I see Joel upset. I go straight into the locker room, immediately take my suit off, put my sweatpants on, and just sort of think. And, you, and I had experienced Derek Fisher in a Western Conference Championship hitting a .4 shot. I had experienced Ray Allen when we're going to win our fifth NBA championship, hit a corner three and send it into overtime and we lose. I have experienced that type of pain. I hadn't experienced that type of pain. Not, not that type of pain. And over time, 
and you have to hear those words, over time, you remember things like this. Five years ago, I was at PECOM, and the year before at Lower Marion High School, looking out at 64 coaches. And a few years ago, I had to come into this gym after winning 10 games. And we remember the multiple injuries. And now what I remember on September the 23rd, what's most vivid are things like this. We won back-to-back 50-win seasons. We got a 25-year-old All-Star and a 23-year-old All-Star. We get the best team I've ever had this year. We got the deepest bench. We got veterans. We got men. We got pieces. Elton Brand's done a hell of a job. And jo- yes, he has. Yes, he has. And I, I, I got two owners that'll do whatever it takes to give what we need to try to win a championship in this city. That's the only reason we're here. And how many times, and I, this is my 20th year in the NBA, how many times can you look at people, whether I'm looking at Al Horford, Tobias Harris, coaches that I see in the stands that I know, and like look you right in the eye and say, we have the capability of winning an NBA championship. We do. And, and, and I own that. You either coach for the challenge or out of fear. And we love the challenge. We love the challenge. Brett Brown just pumped that entire conversation into my veins because I am pumped up for Sixers season now. Uh, they announced that... Uh, Haywood Smith is back on an Exhibit 10 contract. So, uh, Haywood's back. What up? Um, but, man, I'm so excited for this Sixers team. And there's going to be a lot of Sixers content coming. Sixers Saturdays will be back very, very soon. Um, working on some fun things, too, behind the scenes to uh, improve our Sixers coverage. So, you got to stay tuned. We've got things. We got you. We got you. But uh, Brett Brown has me super-duper pumped um, for this team as Reese Hoskins singles in the fourth inning to score Bryce Harper. Phillies now lead the Nationals 1-0. See? Reese Hoskins. He's doing his thing. Um, We'll wrap tonight's show up. Flyers get ready for the Behind the Glass series, um, which I think is going to be very, very cool. To take in. I'm excited to see Elaine Vigneault kind of do his thing behind uh, the scenes and everything. It's kind of like the uh, almost like hard knocks for the NHL. So I'm very excited to see what happens there. And like I said, happy birthday to Gritty. His birthday just yesterday on uh, September 24th. We were introduced to Gritty for the first time. I was super pumped when I saw Gritty. That's why he hangs in our studio. I love that dude. Um, you know, I don't just hang anything in underground studios. You got to be, you got to be special. And uh, Gritty is the man. So happy ber- uh, birthday to Gritty! And uh, I'm very excited for behind the glass. And we'll have our Flyers season preview next week with Will Castorina. 
and potentially some other guests to uh, get everybody ready for this flyer season. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. Like we said, we're going to be optimistic for this Flyers team in the month of October. See what happens, and we'll take it from there. But Will is going to make his podcast debut. We might have some other guests throughout the week to uh, get everybody ready for the for the orange and black. And uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. One final note, too. Happy birthday to friend of the show and our good buddy James Seltzer from WIP and the Go Birds podcast, the High Hopes podcast. Uh, has always been a big supporter of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Came on the show this year, so big happy birthday to uh, our guy, James Seltzer, and uh, we hope today was a good one. But we're going to get ready because it's Wednesday, late in September, which everybody knows if you've been rocking with us for a while now, Survivor is back. So we've got some Survivor to take in. We'll have our Survivor takes maybe on Wednesday nights or on Saturdays potentially moving forward. Let us know if uh, you want to hear our Survivor takes because myself, Matt, my sister watch it. Uh, so let us know in your Apple Podcast review. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews if you want to hear some Survivor banter after the show. And you can also follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, let me know how this mic sounded. Let me know how it sounded. Tweet me at KBIZZL311 at UndergroundPHI. We will be back on Saturday. More than likely from Dusharms, we will keep you updated. So if you are in the area, come get ready for fall with Dusharms Pro Foot in Vineland, New Jersey. And as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Dusharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novig Automall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. This has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 170. For everybody here at the network, I'm Kyle Bennett. We are signing off. Peace.